0: Blessings to all the faithful laity. Today is the anniversary of the important day in the Buddha Sasana, the dispensation. It is the day of Maga Puranami Puja, and we, the monks and laity, as followers of the Lord Buddha, will get together and learn in the Dhamma teachings of the Buddha. About what are the fundamentals of the Buddha Sasana, the ideals and the ways of practice. After the Lord Buddha had attained enlightenment, he taught all the disciples, taught the Sangha of monks, and many had attained to Arahantship. And on this Maga Puja day, the monks whom the Lord Buddha had ordained himself, who were all Arahants, Possessing all the higher knowledges, they had the intention to come pay their homage to the Lord Buddha. Without any prior arrangement, they travelled to Veluwana Grove in the country of Magdaha, where King Bimbisara was the king. And on this occasion, where this many monks had all gathered together, the Lord Buddha sat in the Patimoka with the monks, and he gave the discourse on the important principles of the Lord Buddha's teachings. There are altogether three principles. The first principle is not doing any bad deeds. The second is to cultivate good deeds. The third is to cleanse one's mind to be pure. These three teachings are the teachings of all the Buddhas. That is, the Buddhas of the past would lay down these principles of the heart of the Buddha's dispensation in the same way. Every Buddha. To not do any bad deeds. This is the path which when practiced will make the mind pure. It will be able to overcome all suffering. And we need to understand about Bapa, the bad deeds, that it may be actions done by way of body and speech, which although may not be against the law, but is still considered bad, such as killing the life of living beings. For instance, if one has the permission of the authorities, killing would not be considered bad, like for animals that support one's life, such as pigs or fish. So this is according to the laws that permit these actions but some type of animals that are under protection such as protected wildlife or rare species will have laws protecting them. Then to do it is the bad deed of killing living beings and also against the law of that country. Yet even nowadays animal cruelty may be considered illegal by the laws of the country, therefore Doing bad deeds is done through actions of body, speech and mind. But this principle is mainly focusing on the bodily and verbal actions. But if we have self-sacrifice, have metta, loving kindness and compassion, we have generosity and sharing with others, then doing bad deeds is difficult to do. Because our goodness supports us. Like we do dana giving regularly, we have self-sacrifice, and we give up our selfishness. So even though it may be difficult and competitive to earn a living to support ourselves and our family, we still don't harm others, and we don't take advantage of others when we seek our wealth. When we do not harm or take advantage of other people, then our livelihood and occupation will be correct. So even being a layperson, This then falls under the principles of practice that is able to escape suffering. So be well restrained in your actions, in giving up bad deeds. But it is not that we are determined to do it and then will be able to give up those bad deeds automatically. We have to have effort and be diligent in giving up the bad and unskillful. When the unwholesome arises, then we are diligent to give it up. The bad deeds that hasn't yet arisen, we don't let it arise. We are diligent in training our mind like this constantly. The second principle is the principle of cultivating all the kusala, skillfulness or goodness. The skillfulness that hasn't arisen, we try to make it arise. That goodness that has arisen, we are diligent to maintain it. The word kusala is about merit and goodness. There are many types of this. Helping out society, giving alms and keeping the moral precepts, Pawanā meditation, is all a matter of goodness. So all that is goodness is kusala. It makes our mind be at ease, be radiant, be peaceful and cool. This is about skillfulness. One does it by not harming oneself nor harming others. This principle is all-encompassing. It includes all about building samādhi, bhāvanā, dhamma practice, training the mind to be peaceful, chanting and meditating, and having the meditation method butto, dhammo, sankho, and contemplation into impermanence, seeing all things as being unsatisfactory. Here, this is all about kusala arising. We need to be determined and diligent in doing this. And the higher skillfulness is contained within the noble eightfold path, from having right view, to having thoughts of non-harm, non-ill-will to others, not having delight and pleasure in the world, to doing trade with honesty and a good mind. And if one is a monk they will have going for arms as the way to support their livelihood, to training the mind to have good mindfulness and samadhi concentration, having effort and diligence so that wisdom arises and we can understand Dhamma principles according to the truth that the Buddha taught, that all things are anicca impermanent, dukkang, unsatisfactory, anatta, non-self. And the kilesas, the mental defilements, cover our minds to this truth. But if we can do kusala, we can do good deeds, then that which is not good in the mind will retreat. Like all the thoughts of anger, hate, ill-will that arise regularly, it's because they are like an old friend to the thoughts of our mind. As for this goodness, it's like a new friend. And the greater goodness, which is very beneficial, is bhavana, meditation. And to do it, one must be very determined, because it goes against our normal feelings. It's like we are swimming against the current of the water. It is difficult to go this way, but if we are determined and diligent, then we will be able to go. It is cultivating goodness to its completion then it's not too difficult. Let us keep trying to do it, trying to put it into practice. And the third principle of the practice is of cleansing the mind to be pure and radiant. This follows on from cultivating goodness till completion, that is having samādhi. The samādhi that is well established, which is radiant, will be able to easily understand anything it will be able to understand the Dhamma without difficulty. The Buddha taught the principle of the impermanence of rupa, physical, and nama, mental phenomena. And it will be easy to understand that this body is impermanent. We inhale, it is not us. We exhale, it is not us. Breathing in air, it is not us. Breathing out air, it is not us. Breathing in water, It is not us. Breathing out water, It is not us. Breathing in earth It is not us. Breathing out earth. It is not us. Breathing in heat, It is not us. Breathing out heat, It is not us. So gathered together, This earth, water, Heat, wind, element, Is not us. That is, Rupa, form, Is not us. Breathing out Rupa, It is not us or nāma, feelings, is not us. If you know this profoundly, this is the mind having wisdom. One will see there is no self, no I. The mind will be radiant, and you will understand and see dhamma. One can see nibbāna clearly. And by practicing and training the mind to be pure, we will be able to solve all types of problems. This is because we are solving it at the root cause, which is understanding that there is no self. Because all suffering arises from the feelings that there is a self, just from this view that there is a self. So the journey in practicing to make the mind pure must begin from giving up all bad deeds, cultivating goodness to its completion, and training the mind training in mindfulness, if we haven't got to the point of knowing and seeing the Dhamma, then we need to be determined and diligent to train in our mindfulness and samadhi, in our education, in doing business and work, having effort and not indulging in the world, because that time will never turn back, and we can't buy that time back. Therefore, we must not be careless. Today, we come together to chant in this puja, meditate, listen to dharma, circumambulate three times around the Uposada Hall and around this Buddha image. We remember the teachings of the Lord Buddha. This is on the aspect of merit. And doing meditation, Samadhi, is on the aspect of goodness. When we practice like this, then it will lead our minds to go towards the liberation from suffering. Or if we have not yet attained release from suffering, then we will live in this world with a good level of peace. There is coolness on the level of sila dhamma, virtue. And there are four ideals of the Lord Buddha that we have to practice and train in. One is the quality of patient endurance. This is something that a renunciant should hold on to and be able to practice. If a renunciant does not have patience towards the way they live, they have no patience towards the natural feelings that arise in their mind, then they will be unable to practice keeping the discipline and the celibate life. Even if they want to follow their own desires to not stay in the boundaries of silo-dhamma, and not in the boundaries of the practice to end suffering, then they have to have a lot of patience and endurance. When they have a lot of patience, then the defilements in the heart that think erratically all the time about that which delights it or is averse to, it will then be able to be peaceful by this kanti, patient endurance. Kanti, patient endurance means to not act on the aramana, the moods and mental states that come in, such as when one is angry, thinking of hurting and harming others, then we don't do it. We don't do it by our bodily action or do it verbally by our speech. We will not respond through our patience. We will then be able to win over our own heart. And it may be that we can't win over our own heart, Our heart does not change, and we have followed the mood already. But we have already been following our moods and emotions a lot in the past, and it hasn't brought any benefit. We must know how to make our hearts cool, make our hearts not be confused. If our hearts are still confused, then it will be unable to win over our own heart. So we need to come to train with these high ideals. That we will train in this quality of patient endurance, following the teachings of the Lord Buddha. And there is this highest goal, which is Nibbāna. This is our fundamental goal. Like if we are studying, we need to have the goal of succeeding in our studies. When doing work, some people have the high goal to be able to have knowledge or to be ranked as one of the wealthy people in the world. But if we aren't to that level, we have right livelihood. We have a good occupation that can support our life and of our family, so that we can live without too much difficulties. Therefore, goals are important. No matter what work you do, you have to have goals that you want to accomplish and not be distracted away from it. So the Lord Buddha teaches us the ideal, that we have this goal of Nibbāna as the main goal. And this is especially so for the monks, who should have this goal established very strongly to be able to get to Nibbāna. So you need to overcome all the obstacles that you face, overcome any laziness present, and anything that you are not serious about. You must be very determined to be able to achieve it. The next ideal is that one must not harm or hurt anyone, through body, speech and mind. No matter what the situation, one doesn't harm, one does not trouble others. This is an important ideal contained in the principles of the teachings of the Lord Buddha. When there is such an important ideal, then the practice of giving up bad deeds, making merit and purifying the mind will be able to be done completely and be fulfilled. And even more so being a monk, they must be a person who is intent and has this high ideal. They have a high level of kanti patience which can burn up the mental defilements. When we don't follow the defilements, then we take the defilements and burn them up. But if we follow our defilements, then the defilements will burn up our hearts and also the hearts of others. So because of the faith we have, we come to practice Dhamma and we have the aspiration of gaining Nibbāna, which is the highest Dhamma. And it requires patience to get through to there, practicing till samādhi, mindfulness and wisdom arises. We must not make it difficult for other living beings We must not hurt other living beings. This is then called being a samana, one who desires peace. They will not hurt anyone, not harm anyone. They have a mind of metta and compassion. So may you be determined. Be one who knows about Dhamma practice and cultivating the mind. If being a monk, then know how to consume the four requisites in an appropriate and sufficient way. And live in a peaceful place, not talking with others with commotion. But we can see that these days, wherever you go, it is completely quiet. People don't talk to each other. Travelling by car or travelling by train, each person has their minds on their smartphone. Out of 100 of them, maybe 99 are like this. This is not calm. So lying down and sitting in a quiet place, one must put down all the sense stimulation, be determined to train our mind, to make our mind be peaceful and be concentrated in samadhi. Make the mind be greater than the ordinary level that already possesses goodness, such as giving alms and keeping the moral precepts. But the thinking still doesn't stop, so we then practice the mind to be concentrated in Samadhi, which then we will see the enormous value of the teachings of the Lord Buddha. This is the principle of Dhamma practice and of developing the mind in Bhavana. So however you practice, may you all, the monks and the laity, see the Dhamma in this life. May you grow in blessings.